Organizations need to move from traditional forms of technology management and move to future-fit technology structures. Future-fit technology organizations are twice as successful with emerging tech projects as traditional technology organizations. The B2B Marketing Exchange brings together B2B marketing and sales practitioners from across the country to get the latest tools and tips they need to succeed. Now, we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. I'm Claudia Tarico, And I'm Kelly Lindenau. And this is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. We have officially reached the last episode of Season 9. You know, it truly feels like just yesterday that the B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange ended, and Claudia and I rushed home to jump back on our mics to recap the event for you all. Now we're approaching the B2B Marketing Exchange, and we're wrapping up the season, and it is all just so crazy. But speaking of the upcoming event, you have probably noticed that I'm riding solo today. My lovely counterpart is busy putting the finishing touches on B2BMX, but it's okay because I have a little replay action for you all. For the last episode of the season, we're bringing back John Arnold's session from B2B SMX. John's a principal analyst at Forrester, and he presented how B2B organizations can turbocharge their growth engines in today's economy. Throughout his session, John shared the importance of building a customer-obsessed growth engine, and he also discussed three ways B2B orgs can fuel growth in the midst of economic uncertainty. So for the last time of season nine, let's roll that tape. I'd like you all to meet Sam. Sam is a Ferrari fan. He also suffers from a rare brain disease called vanishing white matter disease. Sam wanted to go to a Formula One race to see his favorite team, so his family signed him up for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and he was given the opportunity to go to the Formula One Grand Prix in Austin, Texas in 2015. Now, for those of you who don't follow Formula One racing, it's a very popular and elite motorsport. There are only 10 teams, each with two drivers, competing in 22 races each season. The drivers try to win each race, as well as an overall driver's championship and an overall team championship. Sam was really looking forward to his first big Formula One experience and, of course, seeing the Ferrari team in action. But when he and his family arrived, at the Circuit of the Americas racetrack in Austin, rain, lots of rain, Texas rain. The track was underwater for three days. The day before the race, on Saturday when qualifying was supposed to happen, most of the drivers didn't even bother coming down to the track. One of Ferrari's two drivers at the time was Sebastian Vettel. He is a Formula One racing legend. Sebastian Vettel has the world record for the most consecutive individual race wins with nine. He was also the third driver in Formula One history to win four consecutive driver season championships. Vettel had an offer to join Mercedes, who had just won a team championship, but he chose Ferrari and he became one of Mercedes' closest challengers. So why would Sebastian Vettel choose Ferrari when Mercedes had the best team at the time? Well, just like Sam, Vettel was a Ferrari fan. Vettel said, other than just winning that I really love, it was winning with Ferrari that was the great goal. Sam and his family were trying to make the most of their experience and hoping the rain delay would end while they watched the pit crews keeping the cars ready. And then a Ferrari employee 
went out into the Texas rain to entertain some fans. He saw Sam in the front row, and he invited him into the pit. Sam got to meet the pit crew. He got to meet Sebastian's mechanic. He got to see Sebastian's race car up close. Sam got to sit in Sebastian Vettel's race car. And that's because one of the Ferrari employees had called Sebastian Vettel on the phone and said, would you be willing to talk to Sam? And Vettel said, I'm not going to talk to this kid on the phone. I'm coming down to the track. And Sam got to meet Sebastian Vettel, one of his heroes. They had a wonderful time. And that's not even all. A few weeks after the race, Sam got a personal letter in the mail from Sebastian Vettel, inviting him to another Formula One Grand Prix of his choice. The following June, Sam and his family attended the Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal. Sam's family are now big Ferrari fans, too. In 2016, Sebastian Vettel said to a reporter, everybody's a Ferrari fan. Even if they say they're not, they're a Ferrari fan. Wouldn't it be great if our organizations could create that kind of value for every customer? What if we could turn our customers' rain delays into extraordinary experiences? What if we could make every customer as happy as Sam? I know what you're thinking. Okay, marketing guy. Yeah, that sounds great. Experiences, okay. Yeah, customer value. John, we're at a B2B event. That sounds like B2BS. <laughs> what about sales? What about revenue? What about growth? How do experiences and value fit into my business goals? Okay, that's fair. So let's look at this whole story through a little bit more of a business lens. At the time when Sam met with Sebastian Vettel, the Formula One organization was doing okay, but they had been losing television viewership, especially in the US. And the Formula One organization was making money, but revenue was not really growing. Even after the acquisition by Liberty Media in 2016, Formula One's growth was stalled. If Formula One wanted to grow, they needed to find a way to create more value for more people who could become fans like Sam. And in 2018, they partnered with Netflix to launch a new series called Drive to Survive that would bring the excitement of Formula One racing to more people. But just like the beginning of Sam's big Formula One experience where the race was hit by that rain delay, right before Netflix was supposed to start filming, a global pandemic. What would happen to Formula One? What would happen to Ferrari and the other teams? What about fans like Sam? And what about you? Well, I know what happened to you. You all had to deal with the pandemic and more. Radically shifting buyer behaviors, economic turmoil, supply chain disruption, fierce competition. I'm inspired by all of you. The leaders at B2B companies that I get to talk to every day as an analyst and write research for, thank you for leading us through this unprecedented time. You know what, let's, uh, let's take a moment right now. Let's give a round of applause to our, to our marketing leaders. How about our sales leaders? You guys are awesome, thank you so much. But you're not out of this completely. You never are. 
there are always challenges. Firefighting, breakdowns, crashes. Some of you are growing, but some of you are focused on rebuilding or fixing your revenue engines. Some of you are preparing for more downpours or you're wondering if there's going to be another rain delay. Some of you have no growth or not enough growth. And some of that volatility and uncertainty is because of the current economy, but it's also because buyers have changed. They're more digital and more demanding than ever before. How demanding are they? 83% of buyers in 2022 said that they were dissatisfied with the winning provider. And buyer expectations keep rising. They expect immediate answers to their questions and experiences that are personalized to their needs. The average buying cycle is complex. It involves three considered vendors, four separate departments, and eight people in the buying group, four of whom are outside the buyer's company. But buying is also more streamlined. Most buyers completed their purchase in under six months, and only 14% of buyers conducting purchases of a million dollars or more reported that their purchase took more than a year. More than half of buyers used a digital transaction to complete their purchase, so a digital sales strategy is now table stakes. And the number of partners that you're going to need to grow are going to increase and become more complex. You need to be at the top of your game. And isn't that why you're here at B2B SMX? to be at the top of your game? You want to find the best strategies. You want to model. You need facts and data. You want to learn from your peers. And you want to bring ideas and answers back to your organizations. The good news is Forrester has a big answer. It's a new B2B growth model that I'm going to talk to you about today. Every year, Formula One organizations do a big reveal where they release their new race car designs and show them to the public for the first time. So I'm going to do a big reveal of my own. But I'm not going to introduce you to a new revenue engine. Some of you are, are used to Forrester and Serious Decisions re re releasing a new revenue engine every year. This year is different. It's going to take more than a revenue engine to win the competition for revenue in B2B. Forrester's done the research to figure out where profitable, predictable, sustainable growth comes from and what the best growth engines look like. So now I'd like to introduce you to the Forrester B2B Customer Obsessed Growth Engine. This engine is built on business buyer value at the core, the alignment of marketing, product, and sales around that business buyer value, and the effective adoption of technology. This engine is simple in concept, but it's very powerful in its effect. It's challenging to the competition because it's hard to build, and it's achievable by an organization. So let's talk about how this works. I'm going to start with business buyer value because this engine runs on it. Business buyer value is the core of the best growth engines. Customer-obsessed companies don't just focus on product value or ways of extracting value from buyers. They work together to create value for customers and the business across their whole value network. Do you have gaps in your value network? Many companies do. 67% of B2B product managers and IT decision makers say their organizations are effective at meeting customer needs. Only 46% from the marketing and sales department say so. 
The disconnect is between the perception of value being delivered to buyers and the value actually being received by buyers. To grow, leaders need to close the gap between value creation and value realization. You have to realize that value can't be delivered. It isn't value until it's received. And how do you know when value is being received? Your customers will show you. Words cannot express value being received. That kind of value will make your customers cheer for you and turn the rainiest days into extraordinary outcomes. If you can create enough value for customers and your customers can receive it, your customers will grow and you will grow too. Can B2B organizations create and exchange that kind of value? You bet they can. Susanna at Software One knows how it works. Software One is a $1.3 billion technology services provider. Susanna says, you need to be accountable to one big thing. There's so much you can measure today, so force a prioritization. Does it solve for growth or connection or responsibility or something else? Put business buyer value at the core of your growth engine. Software One's revenue grew 14% year over year with EBITDA margins above 25%. Congratulations, Susanna and Software One. Let's move on to the second component of the best growth engines, alignment. The customer-obsessed growth engine aligns product, marketing, and sales around business buyer value. That alignment is not around internal processes or endless collaboration meetings or irrelevant goals and metrics. Why should you care so much about alignment? Well, buyers want seamless experiences when they interact across these parts of your organization. And you do too. It takes a highly aligned team to create value for customers. Just like in our Formula One story, winning a Formula One race requires engineers, designers, managers, mechanics, drivers, all working together to create value, whether that be experiences or entertainment or wins. And the Formula One organization needs a highly aligned team. They need sponsors, manufacturers, race managers, rules committees, media partners, and more. But when it comes to B2B organizations, there's an issue. Only 59% of B2B employees say their organizations encourage alignment and collaboration between different parts of the business. What? 59% is a failing grade. Why isn't everyone encouraging alignment? Well, aligning marketing, product, and sales is a huge challenge, but it's critical for growth. And whatever your vision for alignment is, revenue operations is the organization that can get it done. There's a lot of revenue, or, uh, revenue operations tracks here at B2B SMX this year. Forrester has a new service to help revenue operations leaders manage processes and data and align the people around business buyer value. Which brings me to the third component of the best growth engines, the effective use of technology. Technology, of course, plays a crucial role in driving growth, but customer obsession needs to be at the core of your technology strategy. Just like in our Formula One story, technology is, of course, a huge part of Formula One racing. When Sebastian Vettel left Red Bull to join Ferrari, Red Bull replaced him with Max Verstappen. He's a very talented driver. In 2016, he became the youngest driver ever to win a Formula One race. But for the next few years, 
Red Bull were still losing a little bit more than they were winning. They came in third in 2017 and 2018. So in 2019, they made a decision. They decided to swap engine suppliers. They were buying their engines from Renault, but they decided to buy from Honda because they were a better fit for their technology strategy. The engine swap worked. Max Verstappen won back-to-back -back driver season championships, and Red Bull won the team championship in 2022 as well. And they're well on their way to winning this year. I know a lot of you are working on technology projects and working to adopt emerging technologies like generative AI, and you want those projects to be successful, right? Everyone needs to be technology savvy, but only 58% of marketing and sales leaders consider technology a personal strength. Is that you? Or is that something you need to work on this year? Product and technology leaders need to share their competencies. And marketing and sales leaders, you need to forge a partnership with your organization's technology leaders. Don't just buy technology and make it available and expect it to work. Organizations need to move from traditional forms of technology management and move to future fit technology structures. Future fit technology organizations are twice as successful with emerging tech projects as traditional technology organizations. What's future fit? It's a customer-obsessed approach to technology. So what makes the best growth engines? Business buyer value at the core, the alignment of marketing, product, and sales around that business buyer value, and the effective adoption of technology. It's simple, it's powerful, it's challenging to the competition. It's achievable for an organization. It's customer obsessed. And most of all, it can work for your organization. There are so many examples of B2B organizations doing great things as they build their customer obsessed growth engines. At this year's B2B Summit, we shared our program of the year and return on integration award winners and told some of their stories. And many of those stories featured a focus on business buyer value, alignment of marketing product and sales, the effective use of technology and customer obsession. By now you're probably wondering what happened to Formula One and Ferrari and Sam? Did they grow? Formula One is growing in popularity in the US and around the world. 12 of the 22 races set records, and the inaugural Grand Prix in Miami became the most watched race in US history. And Formula One revenue is growing too, reaching a record of 2.5 billion in 2022. Their focus on customer value paid off, and now you know if you focus on customer value, it can pay off for you and your organization too. And what about Ferrari? Well, Formula One merchandise sales are up over 1,000% since 2018. And when fans buy Formula One merchandise, they most often choose Ferrari. Ferrari is regularly named one of the most valuable brands in the world. In fact, it's, it's amazing. Their stock trades at 50 times earnings. Just to give you an example of how much that is, Mercedes stock trades at five times earnings. How is that even possible? Ferrari hasn't won a Formula One team championship since 2008. Well, they're not winning on the track, but they are winning with fans because they create so much value and their fans can receive it.
And by the way, Ferrari has won 16 Formula One team championships, more than any other team. And what about Sam? Well, Sam's father is our very own VP, analyst, and executive partner, Nick Buck. Nick is here at the conference today. Nick, if you're listening, thank you for allowing us to share one of your family's amazing stories. Sam is, yeah. Sam is growing up, he's 12 years old, and he's been living with vanishing white matter disease for 10 years, which is extraordinary. Let it be a reminder to all of us that we should live every day to its fullest. And remember, kids like Sam need a different kind of growth engine, one that's powered by our ability to give back. So as we network with each other this week and learn from each other, let's count our blessings. And if you'd like to learn more about vanishing white matter disease and how you can help, reach out to Nick Buck or myself and together we can make sure kids like Sam get every drop of value out of life. Whatever track you're on at Summit or at uh, B2B SMX this year, uh, I want you to make some bold moves and think of your track as a growth track leading to your new B2B customer-obsessed growth engine. Thank you, enjoy the rest of the event. Well, I really can't think of anyone better to close out our final episode than a Forrester Principal Analyst. Um, but unfortunately, that is all we have for you guys this season. But I do want to mention that although I know it's less than a week away, it's really not too late to attend the B2B Marketing Exchange. Spirit and Frontier flights are cheap. We have group discounts available. But all right, fine. I won't blame you if you don't want to fly Spirit. That's my bad for suggesting it, but the option's there. Again, though, I'd like to thank you all so much for joining us this season. We had a blast putting it together for you, and I really hope to see you all back here for season 10. In the meantime, make sure to connect with us on Twitter and LinkedIn, and do not be afraid to reach out with any future topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you all again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.